Happy Christmas, church, this morning. So good to see you here on Christmas morning. Who's enjoying the service so far? I want to give a great big hand to our production team this morning. Thanks very much. Amazing job. You guys can take your seats. So, so glad to see you here today and so good to have you with us on Christmas morning. So we're going to... Um, get right into it today and just want to do a special welcome for those who are watching online today as well. So good that you're tuning in and we are glad that you have taken the time to be with us as well. So I really hope that today you may experience something fresh from Jesus as we consider his birth today on Christmas morning. So I've got some Christmas trivia for you this morning. Hopefully the uh, slide will work for you. But there, there were actually four wise men, unbeknown to theologians, there were four, and uh, one was rejected, he was turned away because he was bearing fruitcake. You know, all the other gifts that were brought, well, the fruitcake was out, so he turned it into Christmas, Christmas cake instead. So that's where it came from, apparently. But our theme this morning, getting serious, is, there was that went over like, like hopeless, hopeless, it was like, you guys have got no joy this Christmas. Our theme, though, this year has been a king is born. And, you know, we, we really want to remember that Jesus Christ is the king of kings and that he was born as a human in the flesh, but he came as God among us, Emmanuel. So Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 and 2 is a, our theme verse this morning. It says, Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea during the reign of King Herod. About that time, some wise men from eastern lands arrived in Jerusalem, asking, where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star as it rose, and we have come to worship him. Now, we don't know exactly well, where the wise men came from, or even how many wise men there were. The, the Bible doesn't tell us. But we know why they came, and that was because they had seen a sign from heaven that the, there was a new king was being born and they came to worship him. And that's why we're here today as believers in Jesus Christ. We're here to worship him. We're here to give our, our, uh, our honour back to God today. So Christmas, to most of us, holds a special place uh, in our hearts because uh, if you grew up like me, Christmas was all about counting how many presents there were under the Christmas tree, all the way up to Christmas. And sometimes my mum would hide the Christmas, tree, uh, the Christmas presents until only a day or so before and then put them out and you're, you're, you're scrounging around underneath to see how many presents you've got. And I've got my brother John here. Hi, hi John. So I, I want to do a special welcome if you're here visiting from interstate or from somewhere else. Thanks for coming to church this morning. We've got some, some from Western Australia. Thanks for coming. So I'll just do that as we go. But um, I, love the, I love what One Heart Church did this, this Christmas. And that we, we've created a tradition in our church of giving gifts to the, the community. So uh, two primary schools, every single student in two of those schools received gifts from One Heart Church, which I think is totally amazing. Uh, over 60 hampers went out. And I, I got a, a text this week from the, the very last of our gifts that went out. And this is what the text read. So someone from our church went and delivered them. And they said this, uh, delivery day today. The kids were so excited and both mums were very teary and grateful for their vouchers. 
thank you, One Heart Church emoji. So I can't, emoji was a little, you know, a little sign that they put in their text messages. So that's what it said, but I can't describe that little emoji face. So anyhow, I think that's, that's a, a great thing to give glory to God that we were able as a church to be a blessing to so many people. So right now, there's, there's kids opening Christmas presents in our city who otherwise wouldn't have had anything of the joy of Christmas. So let's give the Lord a hand for that this morning. It's a great, a great opportunity to, uh, to show the generosity of Christ back to our world. So Jesus is God's best plan to restore communication and relationship between heaven and earth. That's why Jesus had to come. So I want us to fast forward to Jesus before the Roman governor at his trial. So we're going to bypass all of his life to the very almost to the very end for a moment. John chapter 18, verse 37. Uh, it says, Pilate said, so you are a king. And Jesus responded, you say I am a king. I was born and came into the world to testify to the truth. So Jesus at his trial refers all the way back to his birth as to his purpose on earth. So Jesus identifies he is a king born into this world. So Jesus is the king prophesied in 2 Samuel. So I'm going really quick this morning through the scriptures, but 2 Samuel chapter 7, verses 12 and 16, we see that, that uh, and pointing and talking about Jesus, uh, there's all these points uh, that are prophesied about Jesus. I'll raise up one of your descendants. Uh, God will make his kingdom strong. He will build a house, a temple, which I believe is indicative of the church of today, is that house, that temple that God had prophesied would come through Jesus. He will have a royal throne forever. That's the eternal aspect of Jesus. Um, God will be his father. So there is a, a divine uh, birthing. His house and kingdom will continue for all time and the throne will be secure forever. And though that prophecy is fulfilled in Jesus, Jesus is that king born in human form, born in the flesh, in the flesh appearing as, as we sing in the song. And as there were prophecies of Jesus' birth that have been fulfilled already, we look forward to and believe that the fulfillment of future prophecies yet to come of Jesus returning as the king of kings to earth. And that's what I want us to, to be mindful of as believers here today, that we are looking forward to the time where Jesus returns for his church. So no Christmas message is complete without remembering the, the prophecies of his birth, but then also the prophecies that are to us today of his future and his return as the King of Kings to this earth. So in Jesus, we see what God is like. Colossians 1 verse 15, it says, Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. He is the King of Kings. Jesus, if you think of this scripture, he's the, the visible image of the invisible God. And I think Jesus was being the, the very first, now please humor me this morning, everybody laugh. He was the first undercover boss. And, and I, I have, ah, thank you, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, gee, you're a great crowd this morning. 
I, I, I'm thinking I would love to dress up and be undercover boss at church one day. I'll come in on a Wednesday, undercover boss. But then you know what's going to happen? Some, some, some you know, drunken person will come in and they'll think it's me and I'll be playing games with him, but it will just be not, not the real me, a fake me. Anyhow, Jesus is the creator. It says he, he willingly submitted himself to be subject to creation to live human, to be tempted as human, and to, and to defeat the enemy as a human. And he did all that. See, a, a lot of times we have questions, what is God really like? And it says there that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. So what Jesus provides us is, is not a statue or a form or a picture so sometimes we think, well, we know what Jesus is like because we saw a statue or, or we know what Jesus is like because we've seen a picture. But, but more importantly, what Jesus gives us through the scripture displays the character, the disposition, the temperament of the Father. And God, the Father's pursuit is to bring people back who are lost and who are away from God. That's his purpose. John chapter 3, verse 17 and 18. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. That's something to give the Lord a hand for this morning. Everyone's listening. Come on. You're thinking about... who? Actually, who opened their Christmas presents already? Who's already done it? I, you know what? I have, you know what? If I was well organized, I would have asked the kids who've, who, who've got their presents with them to, to come up the front and show us, but we won't, we won't do it this morning. Maybe next year. Put that on the list. But I haven't even checked under the Christmas tree. I don't even know if I've got anything to look forward to when I go home. I don't know. I don't even know. (laughs) Oh, oh, so I have gotten at least one. That's good. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. Now, that sounds like a fair deal to me. It's actually a big deal when it comes to our salvation. Verse 18 says, there is now no judgment against anyone who believes in him. But anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for not believing in God's one and only son. So the disposition of God toward people to find in Jesus is not of judge but of saviour. And we need to remember that. So we, we often might think, well, we have our perceptions of what God is like. God is the saviour, not the judge. And he wants to give you every opportunity to accept him as saviour and be set free. So we don't want to miss the important message that Jesus came to deal with sin. To do that completely, he had to defeat it on its home turf. Hebrews 4 verse 15 says, This high priest of ours, which is Jesus, understands our weakness, for he faced all of the same testings we do, yet he did not sin. And that's the power of the message of Jesus. Revelation 1 verse 5, Jesus Christ, he is the faithful witness to these things, the first to rise from the dead and the ruler of of all the kings of the world. All glory to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by shedding his blood for us. Can I have the musicians join me again, please? See, Jesus' birth depicts the humblest entry to earth, unbefitting of a king, or what we think would be unbefitting of a king. His kingdom is eternal 
It's a spiritual reign from heaven to earth that spans every nation, every generation, and every person, including us here today. See, Jesus came once born as a baby, and he reigns as king forever. I have one last scripture, 1 Timothy 6 verse 15. For at just the right time, Christ will be revealed from heaven by the blessed and only Almighty God, the King of all kings and the Lord of all the Lord of all lords, I should say. And we know that every person that puts their trust in Jesus will be saved. No longer condemned to the punishment sin deserves, but free under the King who sets us free. Jesus born the King of all kings and he shall reign forever and ever. Can I just pray for you this morning? Can we just bow our heads? Lord Jesus, we pray giving thanks that you were born our King. I ask that you be revealed to us today, especially as our Saviour on this special Christmas morning where we, we remember that you were born a man to save the world from sin. We know there is no condemnation to those who believe. And you give us freedom and peace. And Lord, I just speak that peace and freedom over your church this morning and ask it in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. God bless your church. Have a wonderful Christmas.